0: Welcome to the Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. We're now up to Episode 3. My name is Matt. I'm Jillian. I'm Kristen. And we are three of the representatives from the Board of Directors of Jupiter Farms Residence. We're lucky enough to have with us today Amy Kite of the Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. She's the Executive Director. But first, our monthly installment of... The Facebook outrage of the month. Well, this month, I don't know if we would call it an outrage, but it was certainly a topic of conversation. Are we getting fiber optic? And I think that this surfaced on a number of different posts. I think for the short term the answer is no, we're not. The bottom line is all of these carriers are coming out with 5G service in the uh, near future and they're running fiber optic to all of the cell towers in the area. So that's why you see one going down Indian Town Road and Jupiter Farms Road and Randolph Siding, because if you looked at a map of the cell towers you would see that that's where they're leading to. Does this mean that the infrastructure is set for coming in the future? Mm. It may be, but I wouldn't hold your breath for another couple of years. That's the only outrage that we had. So it's been been a calm month. Um, Yeah, small outrage. So now let's introduce our guest star for this month. We have Amy Kite, the executive director of Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. Thanks for coming, Amy. Yay. Thank you for having yeah. me. This is really fun. Well, I'm glad you're <laughs> here. You've now been executive director of Bush Wildlife since
1: October of 2017.
0: Okay, so it's, yeah, it's so, so you're, been you're, like a year and a half. You're settling into the job over there. How are things going over at Bush?
1: It's going really, really well. We have a lot of really interesting things going on that make me very happy. Is things a, I wanted to see. Yeah. You know, plans like, coming like. together. Like we just opened up our Discovery Center. Mm-hmm. So it's an indoor interactive educational center for adults and children alike. So phase one's been open. We redid the floors, the lighting, the plumbing, the windows, and set it up so you can actually come in and learn what bush wildlife is about. So many people come to the sanctuary and they oh, this great little zoo, Yeah. Zoos are fantastic. It's not what bush wildlife is. They don't know that the animals came in through the hospital, that they can't survive in the wild. So this is one way that we can hit everybody who comes into the sanctuary without actually having to have a staff member talk to every single person when that's just not
0: feasible. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I want to do something a little bit different because I know that you get interviewed all the time and, you know, (laughs) what's going on at bush? And you kind of say the same things all the time. I want to I want to ask you. We're here out in Jupiter Farms. We've got a lot of wildlife out here. Let's say it's a uh, sandhill crane or or whatever. Something happens. I mean, it's in distress. I realize that. I call bush wildlife. Yep. First of all, how, how do we get in touch with you?
1: Real easy. 561-575-3399. Okay. Give us a call. If it's after hours, anytime It'll forge onto my cell phone number and you can reach me. It is always right next to me.
0: Oh, I'm sure that's lovely. <laughs> it's going to okay. be a lot of fun. So, At 2 a.m., yes. So I have that that distressed animal. I give you a call. Let's go through that animal's Path as, okay, now, now it's in Bush's hands. What happens with that animal?
1: First thing is actually is determine if the animal actually needs help or not. Okay. We get a lot of calls that can be fielded pretty easily with leave it alone, observe <laughs> it for a little while, especially right. when it comes right now, we're coming into baby season. Yeah. So everybody, everything is orphaned. You know, well, no, it's not. It's just waiting for mom to come back. Well, it looks for food. So first thing is determining if the animal needs help. If so, and the person, the caller can bring the animal to us, that is going to expedite care greatly. Okay, It's not always feasible. Sometimes it is an animal that's danger potentially. So if, if that's not possible, then we do have a small network of volunteers that we can rely upon to go out and get the animal and then get it to the sanctuary.
2: And for people who are new out here or haven't found an animal that might need help yet, If they're taking it, where do they go?
1: The sanctuary is not far. It's about six miles from my doorstep here in the farms into town. It's 2500 Jupiter Park Drive. So we're in the Jupiter Commerce Park on the grounds of the Loxhatchee River District. Right.
2: So coming from the farms, you could go... East on Indian Town go Road East you on, Indian right town,
1: on Right on Central, Central Boulevard And then a right on Jupiter Park First driveway on the left
2: Okay that's yeah. easy enough To get to Easy enough
1: that. to find Everybody thinks we're Out here west Yeah you know, Oh you, you get off You go west No 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 no. We're east You know we're this Great little you know Hidden gem in town It is a great
0: place oh, Right wow. Okay so now you've got The animal and I assume You do some sort of An assessment and
1: Exactly first thing We want to do is We want to stabilize The animal so we want To see you know is the Animal having trouble Breathing do we need To get on oxygen Pain you know 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 so many times people don't think that animals feel pain you know but their leg is dangling or something Mm -hmm. so we want to assess for shock we want to assess for pain sometimes we just want to get that animal calmed down Mm -hmm. and put them aside until they're more stable and then we can do diagnostics we have a a 1200 square foot wildlife hospital so we can do x-rays there we can draw blood we can look at it under the microscope fecal samples things like that and we also have a great network of volunteer veterinarians in the area so if the animal does need surgery it It's actually really pretty cool because we not only have our vet, Dr. Heather Johnston, who actually lives out here on the farm. She's our main go-to vet, but we also have specialists who will help us out over at Jupiter Specialty Center. They're really, really good to us. So we've got an ophthalmologist over there. We have a surgeon over there.
2: They make little glasses and stuff. They do. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the owls.
1: Here's what's really, really cool. Because our animals don't have owners. Human doctors have also helped us out in the past. We've actually had times when, for instance, we had a bobcat that was hit by a car um, and he needed a root canal and for lack of a better term, a rhinoplasty. (laughs) A little reconstructive facial surgery. So our veterinarians paired with a human oral surgeon and a human plastic surgeon and they all collaborated together on the best treatment for that animal that was eventually released back out into the wild again. But sometimes the the human doctors want to be vets. And they obviously can't just go to a vet's office because they're not skilled. But with our animals, we call it a little bit of renegade medicine. We can get their input and they can do something really rewarding. Also. That's, really, That's cool. really cool. It's cool. really That's neat. Cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. So animal has now been assessed and you've determined it can't be set free.
1: Yeah. For the animals that can't go back in the wild. I mean, the sad reality is we are a hospital and not every patient makes it. Sometimes there are animals that they, the injuries are too traumatic that they don't make it or that we have to make a tough call on those and we have to decide that, that the animal suffering and we can't let that happen anymore. We are successful. Last year we had over 40% of our patients back out in the wild again, nice. which when you get over 4,600 animals, that's a good amount that's getting back out there. The national average is 35%. So we're really, really proud of that statistic.
0: Beating that average, great! I
1: love it. It's great. I'm so excited. We also have more things available than a lot of rehabbers do so we're very blessed and very lucky in the community that they support us if the animals can't go back in the wild and they can live a good quality of life in captivity we have a permanent collection that live at the sanctuary as educational ambassadors but we also work with other facilities so like just this month alone we have sent a possum to go work at disney world a new cast member, if you will. We've got two foxes that are going to different facilities and we've had a skunk go out to California. So we network with other facilities that need educational ambassadors also so that these aren't animals that are being bred unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. When there's, it, It's kind of like a shelter. When there's still animals that need somewhere to live, here, we can take these rescued animals and we can place them in proper facilities. I love that they call them ambassadors. I do too. Especially, well, they are. It's, especially the skunk. You know? <laughs> like, Hello.
0: <laughs> So okay So some of them Obviously don't make it Like we said yeah. Some of them get set back In the wild mm-hmm. Some of them are traded off To mm-hmm. other facilities yep. And some of them Are kept there What what happens for exotics That are not native
1: Our goal is native Florida wildlife right. So that's our primary thing So if somebody calls me And we get this all the time I don't want my you know, insert pet here, my, my ball python, my tortoise, my parrot, my rabbit, we try to deflect them into other areas. So there are sloth. some local human, <laughs> my sloth. Oh, if it's sloth, <laughs> I'm, uh, taking I'm the sloth. permitted for a sloth. So <laughs> I'll get um, a permit
2: for a sloth.
1: <laughs> um, We'll try to, to send them to like to other humane societies or Florida Fish and Wildlife has what's called Pet Amnesty Day, where people can actually turn in exotic pets. No questions asked. So if somebody did have a sloth <laughs> and they didn't have a permit for it and they I realized it was a bad early, decision, like, just give me a well, sloth. They do. They yeah. have adopters. What they'll do is they actually have adopters lined up ahead of time that say, "Hey, if you get these animals in, we are licensed, we are have the proper facility, and we can take them." That's very cool. So we're we'll not to afraid direct, to get in trouble. Exactly. No, there's no questions asked. You're good to go, and the animal's going to get placed appropriately. I um, think my
2: brontosaurus doesn't fit in my house anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we had somebody with a thirty pound raccoon yesterday. Yeah. Now, other things like, for instance, iguanas. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one that we get a lot of calls about. The iguanas are not native to Florida, but they occur in our environment. Right. So, if someone finds a nuisance one, we will refer them to a nuisance wildlife service. It's not what we do. If they have an injured one and we can get it, we'll bring it in. We cannot rehabilitate and release back in the wild. So we either have to find a licensed facility that has proper and isn't overrun with the iguanas at the time. Or unfortunately, the same thing falls like as with shelter medicine. When there's just too many, population control becomes humane euthanasia options.
2: So basically the difference is injured animals go to bush, other non-injured animals elsewhere.
1: For the most part. Okay. Yeah. Bush has really a two part mission. First is we're a hospital. And second, we're education. Because what we've seen over the years is majority of our animals come in because of human related reasons. Hit by car, fishing line entanglement, electrocution, gunshot wound, attacked by a dog, being kept as a pet, something like that. So we want to make sure when we talk to people, it's not just nope, nope, not us. But it's no, not us. However, let me get you the right person or let me tell you why that raccoon's not going to be a good pet or whatever it might be and really try to network and get them to the proper place.
0: Strangest bush animal sanctuary call.
1: Oh, my gosh. How long do we have for this podcast? I I can rank them. (laughs) We (laughs) can edit it. I mean, we can rank it. Um, The calls are always really, really interesting. I mean, you get everything from there's some slime on my screen and I want to know what kind of poop it is.
0: All right. I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not um, in your house. Yeah,
1: and, and everybody starts the, the calls, and I, I've been at Bush now for almost 15 years, and I've been in wildlife for 20. The calls where I start start, I have a weird question, and I'm like, come on, dare me. <laughs> Let me hear it, you know. A really recent one is someone called, and I answer the phone, and she says, yeah, I have a helmeted Curacao in my yard. Is that an animal? <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, you know, and I actually looked it up, um, and it's an, an animal. It's the, one of the most endangered birds of Bolivia.
2: Oh, awesome. Right in Jupiter. In Jupiter.
1: You know, I'm like, okay, this is odd. And so we actually sent Ed, our volunteer, Ed, a prayer out. Ed and Karen Ed. are, it, I want to be them when I grow up. The kindest, most awesome people. If you edit this part out, you're in trouble because okay. I want them to hear how amazing they are. They are our saviors at the sanctuary, sincerely. They went out, got the bird, brought it back to us. It had actually eaten 22 shells. So the bird was suffering from lead poisoning,
2: and it turned into a bird that looked like it came from Bolivia. No, no, no. The, that's this
1: was a it, full. Off, is, it it was really just, was. It really was. But when we x-rayed it because it was having trouble standing, huh. we x-rayed it looking for like a hip issue or a broken leg You're or lucky something.
0: Looking into an MRI,
1: uh, right? <laughs> we don't have that available okay. quite yet, but you know we do have our x-ray, and that's what we found out about it. You know, so it was like insane. Well, where did the bird come
0: from Bolivia duh. Well, I know, that. I, I, know. I,
1: I really don't know you know so but somebody must gotten, have gotten him as we, a pet we've or
0: recovered something.
2: the
1: shells the birds doing much better and we are working trying to find proper placement at a facility for the animal once it's completely stable and ready to move how does he get along another with one. Here's, a <laughs> one. here's a great one <laughs> <laughs> here's a great one right here in Jupiter Farms <laughs> somebody actually tagged me on Facebook mm-hmm. saying hey are you guys missing a kinkajou so, Kinkajou is like a... In the a, garbage. In the garbage can at the yeah, Sunoco. By the Sunoco. Yes. <laughs> no more Jupiter farms than that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, they tagged me because we have had Kinkajous in sanctuary and stuff. And so, one of our pet and clients tagged me and... Um, We're like, no, you know, went went and checked just to be sure. And there was an actual kinkajou, which is like basically a South American raccoon. They look like a monkey, but they're part of the raccoon family. They live in South America in the garbage can. So we went over there and my husband and I are digging through all the trash cans, trying to find a kinkajou. We're not finding anything. We, you know, we talked to a couple of the shops and told them, you know, here's a picture. If you see this animal, (laughs) let us know. Um, Exactly. And nothing until about four days later, a guy walks in really, really nice guy. And he is just Scratches everywhere, and he's like, I found your cat. I found this animal. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, how long I you had it for? Oh, I, I just got it. And I'm looking at his arm, oh, no, 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 you've played with this animal a little bit. <laughs> so we named her Trash Can TC for short. I and mean, then she actually ended up going to a Kinkajou sanctuary and lives with other Kinkajous now. So everything worked out well. Wow, um,
2: she's probably in there with the scratch offs before, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so she got my a, well, the
1: funny thing was, it was a different shaped garbage can. It was an octagon. It was an, an octagon, octagon versus, yes. the, yeah. So, you know what I mean? so we're like, well, it's got to be in this one. And well, what if it jumped over, you know? And, and the the Jenny, who runs the gym over there, is awesome. And she's like, hey, guys, we're over here. You know, I'm looking for a kinkajou. <laughs> Don't mind me.
0: <laughs> so um, funding wise, you said yes. you got how many intakes last year? Forty three? Last year,
1: 000? we took in 4,676 patients.
0: It's a lot. Ballpark it. I mean, I know that each case is different, but mm-hmm. how much do d- does this cost you guys?
1: We operate on right around a million dollars a year, and that's with no capital improvement projects going on. Wow. That's just so keeping the doors rely, open. And
0: you rely on... Donations, yeah. volunteers. Yeah.
1: We're not a government funded facility. So I love when people call and say, my tax dollars. And I'm like, yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> Good luck with that. I wish. Yeah. I know. And I was like, so do my tax dollars, but I don't get them here either. So we rely on donations, fundraising, grant opportunities, private foundations. It all just comes from just the general public. So if one
0: of our listeners wanted to make a donation, how do they go about doing that? Well,
1: I'd love to meet them if they want to come by the sanctuary. By all means, I'm happy to do that. They can call okay. 561. One five seven five three three nine nine, or they can go on our website and you can do PayPal. And the on website, there. Is? website is Bush B U S C H, like the beer, not the president, wildlife.org.
2: So I'd like to talk about the animals that Amy brought with her today.
0: <laughs> go it's, ahead. Okay. Talk well, about them, Jill.
2: They're, they're, nothing. I got nothing. I didn't, not a possum. It's a radio okay, she show. Didn't, she I didn't, didn't even go grab a lizard from
1: outside. But, but, but here's, see, here's the funny thing, though, is when I left work. Okay, we, we're doing some work on our house at home. And so I took. What is that supposed no to be? <laughs> That's, there's a, the helmet to Curtis. That's what it sounds you're like. The expert. <laughs> I had two of my dogs that went to work with me today, and I had to. Ru- I went and I ran them home really, really fast Shouldn't so that I could bring get us back a here. Dog. I you know I should have brought, brought, us brought us them dog. now. Like yeah. I, I could have brought them. I apologize. I was hoping for it. It's a reason to have me back again. Yes, yes. every month. <laughs> there you go. Every month we'll just have a kinkajou yeah. run across. Yeah. And, hey. You know.
0: <laughs> what else should we know about bush wildlife? What 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 questions did we not ask that we should have? Oh my goodness gracious! Well,
1: a couple of the really neat things, otherwise that we have going on is is another project is we have a new boardwalk going in that'll lead actually from our welcome center straight back to our hospital. So that's going to expedite when people come in getting that animal help even faster, and it's also going to help us from a financial standpoint because currently it's set up where you come through the welcome center and you walk the animal back to admin and then staff transport it to the hospital. It's just not a real clear, concise mapping. So this is going to actually not only help the animals, but it's also going to help the, um, the staff and it's going to cut down on costs, which as a director, that's always one of your biggest worries. Sure. Um, we're also in the process of working with the Loxetchi River District and Fish and Wildlife to build a new crocodile and alligator habitat.
0: Well, that that's sounds cool. terrible.
1: No, it's, oh, awesome.
2: oh, okay. it's awesome. It's awesome. Can they do that thing where they, you go on a guy line with the chickens hanging off of you?
1: Like a zip line thing? Uh-huh. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to put it in. We're just going to take a zipline and we're going to send you out over the enclosure until you donate money.
2: That's smart. And then See, we'll pull and then you that's back reliable. in. That's Brilliant. A, no, that's a great you know, yeah. And it's going to have
1: to be you know X amount or you don't get to I'll come donate. back in. You know? what Maybe what we'll do is we'll do husbands and wives and we'll hang the husband out. Until you said as the, an the, the, auction item for our shoot next year? We can do it. Right? We got all kinds of fun stuff, you know? We Was can do blunt? feeding bears, all kinds of things. We got, I, I got great ideas. And on that, so <laughs> I'm in for five grand right off the bat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so for, for, I, I know when we first moved down here, we had family friends come to visit, and we took the kids there for the day. Mm-hmm. What kind of programs do you have for kids for educational that people out here might want to have been out to take their kids we to? we
1: actually offer over 550 public free programs annually. So, Monday through Friday at 3 and Saturdays at 11 and 2.30, we have public amphitheater programs. And again, we run strictly on donations. When you come in, there's no admission fee. It's just if you'd like to donate something, if you feel that you want us to keep our doors open, then please do. And whatever you can do goes right back to the animals. We've got toddler story time, 9.30 on Wednesdays to bring the little ones. So, we'll put like little blankets down and read a little book and bring the animal out that goes with them. We've got our croc and gator feedings, Mondays at 4. That sounds like it
0: would be paired. So Wait, you actually feed the children? to the crocs and Gators?
1: only the bad ones
0: because i mean to me that's like a win-win <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just i saying. always
1: love when kids when we're closing up the trail at night because we're open 10 to 4 30 monday through saturday so when you go around you tell everybody hey guys we're closing up or whatever and you kind of make that same old corny joke to the kids who don't want to leave me ah, if you don't leave i'm putting you in a cage okay you know no, and all the parents so are excited. like okay <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm like win 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 exactly. i really feel like some of them would leave them there with us Probably.
0: <laughs> are there any um nighttime activities at- we
1: do during daylight savings so like right now with daylight savings when it's getting darker earlier we do night walks so we have one coming up come to the sanctuary you get the program you actually do a walk around at night which is really cool. cool it's got yeah. a little spooky vibe but it's fun and then we do s'mores around the campfire
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. with the animals mm-hmm. with real well, s'mores mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It
1: depends <laughs> the wildlife that's already there the real s'mores though <laughs> okay
2: that's important to me
0: neat <laughs> so, um,
1: I'm all about yeah. the s'mores and again we're, we're all about education so if somebody even just has not an animal but has a question and you know to have them contact us is really really awesome social media has been a great way of reaching people but also just the technology of i found animal yard what is it send me a picture is a great way to educate people about the different animals and how to coexist with them. And that's one of the reasons I just, I love Jupiter Farms, because there are so many people that understand that we have to coexist with them. It's not just get If I'm not
0: mistaken, Bush was really born out here in Jupiter Farms at one time, wasn't
1: Uh, it? To an extent. So, Bush originally started in 1983 in Miami with our founding director, David Hitzig. Um, And David was down there until Hurricane Andrew came through in 1992. And sadly, he basically lost everything. And that's when he relocated up here and was Reborn, if you will here in Jupiter Farms up until 1996-97 when we partnered with the Lox River District and moved on to their property nice yeah we have a really cool partnership with them it's, it's really nice they're, they're good to us
0: yeah you have how many acres out there
1: uh, we have a total of 35 acres and we have a 35 year lease
0: $10 a year not $10 bad. a
1: year not, not bad it's wonderful I mean it's a really wonderful partnership and it is kind of fun because the, the property we're on is their wastewater management plant where they take care of everything when they, when they put all the sewer systems and stuff in so anytime someone Somebody goes, oh, I smell a skunk. I'm like, no, you don't. You smell them. It's not us. It's them. You know, no, just, it's kind of fun. A it's a fun yeah. little joke that we have going. I'm like, no, it's you people that smell bad. My animals are like roses.
0: Yeah. That's right, but not from out here in Jupiter Farms because we don't have any sewers, and that's the way we're gonna stay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, we've we've come to another end of a Jupiter Farms residence podcast. Many thanks to you, Amy, for joining us. And uh, I'd like to do a couple of partnerships with uh, JFR and, yes. and Bush Wildlife so we can raise some awareness. I'd love um, to. There. Zip
1: line number one.
0: <laughs> but uh, so thank you for the wonderful insight into what really happens over there at Bush. And this has been a lot of fun and
2: and go out and visit because it really is just such it's so different. But give
0: more than the suggested yeah. donation. Well suggested donation is zero. So No, the suggested donation is like five five or ten bucks.
1: It would be wonderful if everybody gave five dollars. But we have these great new little things called dip jars and we have a ten dollar one and a twenty dollar one and you just Ooh. drop your card in and it sucks your money out of it. So wow. you can just keep dropping. That's you cool. don't have to, of course, but it's well, just a nice way. Thing. Like when, Nobody carries when cash go, anymore. And
2: when we go, it you was know? never any pressure, and which I really appreciate. And that makes you give more. And you guys have opinion, great so.
0: gift, uh, gift like a great awesome. gift shop, yeah. too, yeah. where you can our, buy like, our bat houses.
1: Has, Yeah, our Welcome Center has gifts. We just launched a new logo, which is not the one I'm wearing. It's over on my sweatshirt there. Um, we just launched a we new logo, so we have all new <laughs> shirts and everything. And we've got new tumblers for all of our coffee drinkers, wine glasses for our wine drinkers, bat houses, owl boxes, all kinds of great stuff. Stuff.
0: Do any of your animals paint? Because I know that's... Yes. Oh, That's called
1: Paws for a Cause. Very
0: Oh, oh I get or it. Or Claws yes. for a... Oh, m-
1: can I say this? Because this was so cool. This was a first ever at Bush Wildlife Sanctuary, at least since I've been there. Somebody proposed by the bears helping them paint a picture yesterday.
0: Did you have this on said, a well, sorry, viral Saturday. video somewhere?
1: Uh, we have some stuff we're putting together, but we just thought it was awesome. So they walked throughout the trail and we have all our Valentine stuff up and then they went out and they were painting with the bears and he walked away and kind of made some whatever and when he turned around, our youth volunteers had actually held up heart-shaped signs that said, will you marry me? So he's like, hey, look at that. And he turned around, all the kids had their signs and she said yes Aww. and then they had the bear painting and the bear experience too to go with it. So it was a really cool like memory did oh, the bear they smile had the bear experience the bear right. smiling obviously yes Good. so <laughs> and then it's a marriage made in heaven and my daughter's been there several times and she's never been bored there's always something different and new there so just because you went once i think you should go 20 more times i would i would and donate 21. at the thank same you. time i appreciate it thank you
0: <laughs> our pleasure and thank you <laughs> Well, we've come to the end of another Jupiter Farms Residence podcast. Many thanks to Amy Kite of Bush Wildlife Sanctuary for the wonderful insight into what happens right here in our own backyard. Also, our thanks to David Guggenheim for his direction in engineering. Yay. Yay! And our thanks to you for tuning in and listening to the JFR podcast. So remember, coming up this month in the farms, we have, on March 2nd, Talking Trash Community Cleanup at the Jupiter Farms Pavilion.
2: That's at 8 a.m., and if any of the kids need community service hours, we will be there to sign for them.
0: And on March 9th, we have the free Jupiter Farms Outdoor Movie Night at the Taylor Farmhouse Cafe at 7 p.m., March 12th, we have our Jupiter Farms residence meeting at the Pavilion at 7 p.m. This month, we're going to have the Solid Waste Authority joining us to explain the ins and outs of the new waste hauling contract and how to be sure those big piles of yard waste get picked up.
2: More importantly, we have... Cookies by Darcy Coming, who makes amazing cookies. I'm
0: mm, not making any yummy saying. That's
2: going to be a good raffle it prize is. and is. cookies to eat.
0: It is. I'm sure. Saturday, March 16th, is Sir Wicket Landowner's Family Day. So as always, they're going to have a free barbecue meal and music by Tom Jackson for all the landowners. And you can get a good idea of what goes on in the district. That'll happen at the South Indian River Water Control District office right on Jupiter Farms Road from 11 to 2. And again, at the end of the month, capping off, we have Talking Trash Community Cleanup. It comes up again on March 30th at the Jupiter Farms Pavilion. What time, Joe? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. I won't be there. And if you're looking ahead to April, on April 13th, JFR will be running our annual Spring Family Fun Day at the Jupiter Farms Park Pavilion from 11 to 3. Now, it's also a good time to remind you that from March 1st to April 1st, that's the window for graduating Jupiter Farms seniors to apply for the Jupiter Farms Scholarship. Point your browser over to JupiterFarmsResidence.com, and beginning on March 1st, you'll see a link on the homepage to our online application. So there you go. That's a lot of information, but luckily you can rewind and listen to it all over again. So thanks for listening to the Jupiter Farms podcast and be sure you hit that subscribe button so then you'll be notified when a new episode hits the interwebs. And please share it with your neighbors and friends. Take care and we'll be speaking at you again before long from the farms. So say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 There we go. There we go. All right, well, we've Hold come... There. Oh, we're not rolling. Are we rolling? No, we are rolling. We inches. are rolling. Is that still rolling when you have absolutely nothing rolling You're anymore? Digitizing. There's no tape rolling. There's no. no film rolling, but you still use rolling? You can use rolling. All right. Um, keep talking about the dead ones. It's good. Yeah. I was going to say, he's awfully morbid. Bring me really? down the room here. Well, you know, it, it's just a fact of life, kids. Um, it's like a Disney movie. <laughs> it Somebody's to die. It is. Shane... Um, I have no idea what my question was now. <laughs> How much Eating time the last donut. Just don't talk uh, after you eat it because you'll have f- minutes.
2: Munchkin, you know. just give give a good, wee. So David has it and he can add it in. Tomorrow. I have chocolate donut in my do mouth. Do it with the donut. <laughs> <laughs> do what was did the you offer our guest? I did not. I just want to add.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Can you do? No, about a bit the long? about
2: the scholarship. Yeah. So.
0: Are you talking to me or talking to the microphone? I'm talking to the microphone. Oh, there you go. Okay.
2: Somebody just kill me. That was all great except the part where you talk.
0: This has been a production of someonetalkmedia.com.